everyone, welcome to The Withering Effect, episode 68. Today's date is October 24th, 2020, and I am Duds, or Duds versus known to the rest of the interwebs. And I am Jimbo, you may know me as Jimbo Slice 23 and this week we have a very special guest, Minecraft developer from Mojang, Uroff. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. So, those of you guys who want more content, we did have a pre-show. Mm-hmm. And it was filled with a lot of fun questions, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny to introduce again. I thank you again for having me. I th- thank you again for being here, Olaf. <laughs> yeah, probably one more intro. Yeah, we've tried to figure out a way to work that out a little bit easier, but it just seems easier <laughs> to do three intros. No, it's fine. It's fine. So we'll start off with uh, telling everyone uh, what it is you do at Mojang and a little bit about yourself. Uh, sure, yeah. I am part of the gameplay developer. It's always a bit complicated because Mojang is weird compared to other uh, game companies. But my title is gameplay developer. Um, the best way to, to describe this to people is uh, Agnes is my direct manager. I work in Agnes's team, right? Together with King mm-hmm. B-Dogs, Kojo, and Mr. Henrik. What we are in charge of is sort of Minecraft vanilla in, in a way, like... Um, Sort of the, the updates that are coming to it and, and um, the content that's been added. And really, the like a lot of my job is, for example, answering questions for other teams sometimes, right? It's, it's a lot of like, mm-hmm. what is Minecraft Vanilla, really? That's, that's a lot of our team uh, job. Uh, more specifically, we, we work on the next updates, right? We, we design the next updates. And mm-hmm. most of the time, we also develop the new content. We have the Java team and the Bedrock team, which are sort of like the engine teams, right? They do a lot of uh, nitty-gritty stuff in the engines. Uh, improve, like last update, they did a lot of improvements to the rendering, for example, that was 100% them and not us. Mm-hmm. The Bedrock side did a lot of interesting things for creators and, and upgrading like the, the integration uh, for creating new mobs and new AIs and stuff like that. Those things are really not uh, us doing them. We are more in charge of the new biomes that are gonna uh, that were in the the Nether update or the new mob. Uh, King B Dogs did the the amazing Strider, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this update, we're working on the features themselves. Like I I have been leading the um, the Exolotl and the goats and and a few things like that. And Archie, of course. Gotcha. Before Mojang, I was I was doing a lot of things. I was a freelance, so I did a lot of things, but. I had a game dev studio that I founded with a childhood friend that is actually still live. We have a mobile game out there floating. Hopefully we'll get back to updating it someday when I'm less busy. Oh, cool. Nice. I also developed uh, Minecraft maps for an amazing nonprofit organization called Games for Peace, which basically brings kids from areas of conflict to play Minecraft together. Uh, as a way of of bringing those uh, two sides together, pretty much. It's really amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, right now I also, I try to communicate a lot with the community in different ways. So that's like being here, for example, and thank you for allowing me to to communicate with the community through your platform. Thank you for showing up because we have been seeing you (laughs) everywhere for like the last, I don't know, two, three weeks, and it's been awesome. Right. I'm I'm really trying exactly. I'm really trying to do that. I I want to be. Someone commented on my Twitter I think a few days ago uh, something like uh, you're the most accessible uh, something as a developer or something that I know and and I really I'm really striving for that. I want people to feel free to contact me. Mm-hmm. 
it does mean like I don't always get to answer everyone because it's a lot, but I'm really trying yeah. to be accessible and be there for people and, and provide opportunities for people to contact, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's super cool. So I do that a bit on my uh, Twitch channel as well. I, I stream pretty much every week. Yeah, trying to communicate with people, reading Twitter, stuff like that. Yeah, it's great. So far, the only one I have known that's done something like that is Slice Lime. Mm. And he's been playing, and I follow some of his stuff. And he'll mention some background stuff every now and then, but he really does focus on content, which has been great. So the fact that you're trying to be even more accessible is like, okay, so yeah, Mojang's saying, reach out, talk to us, give us give us some feedback. I love it. Yeah, Slice, Slice has been a content creator even before he joined Mojang. And I think he's mm-hmm. really, it's important. I haven't talked to him about it, so I don't know. But I think it's important for him to have his community sort of separate, right? It's like yeah. his job is Mojang, but he wants to be really a content creator and he does amazing content on YouTube and Twitch. Um, so it's yeah. it's really uh, different, right? Mostly, I started my Twitch channel. Really, I actually didn't start my Twitch channel. What I did is that, I was sitting on uh, a Discord with a few friends of mine that are friends way before Mojang, right? Just friends mm-hmm. who like to play Minecraft together. And uh, obviously, they were the first people I told about uh, about me getting this job because we're so excited about doing it. And I actually, I announced it to them uh, during live of last year. It was really cool. We had a live event where we watched together. And in mm-hmm. the break, I was like, guys, I have some news. And it was so cool. Uh- <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's big news. So I actually started streaming just because they were like, now that you're a Mojangster, can we like talk to you a bit and, and ask you questions? And we are all in voice, but they wanted like, it was like 50 people in voice and it didn't work. So I just started streaming in that channel, in that Discord. Mm-hmm. And it was purely because we wanted a, a comfortable way of talking that way. And then people started being like, no, you have to do it on Twitch. You have to do it on Twitch and stuff like that. And then I just... Again, every every step that happened, it was almost not me doing it, right? It was always me trying to yeah. talk to people. And then the most logical thing to do is open a Twitch. Or right now, I have a Discord. It was purely, uh, people were for months are like, open a Discord, open a Discord. I'm like, I don't need a Discord. I don't want a Discord. I don't know how to manage <laughs> a Discord. And mm-hmm. finally, I did it because there was a stream where I wanted to play with some people watching. I want the viewers to be able to jump in and play. And I yeah. needed somewhere to talk to them. So I opened a Discord. It just happens every time I want a comfortable way of talking with people. So it's mm-hmm. been quite weird. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, I'm hoping that I'll be able to make your stream times because this seems like it's going to be a more regular event. I remember I was in your speed run you did a couple of days ago watching. That, the, yeah, yeah in, the, in the weird scene. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if I can't make the regular times, I'm definitely going to make sure you have VODs turned on because I'll, I'll be jumping in there watching those for sure. That's cool. Yeah, I, I have odds uh, turned on. I also am probably going to, again, open a YouTube, not because I wanted to, uh, yeah. but because so <laughs> many people wanted to see the um, the event that was yesterday, the intentional game design. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like, there is a VOD, but it's going to disappear in like two weeks because that's how Twitch works, right? So I, I want to yeah have a place for people to go to see it. Oh, that's great. That's an excellent thing to have. Yeah, so if anyone wants to... Watch Uroff, you can find him everywhere. <laughs> hopefully, no. Hopefully, it's not here. I don't I don't want to manage so many places. Yeah. But yeah, maybe if, like it was yesterday, so I don't even have a YouTube yet. But if I open it like today or before this episode comes out, I'll give it to you and you can put it in the notes or whatever. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, but this is the part where we normally talk about stuff we've done this week. Me and Jimbo are not as high up in importance right now. How about you? Is there <laughs> anything you've worked on this week that you can talk about without spoiling anything? Work-wise, I've been working on... Uh, well, actually, now I can talk about stuff because you know about so many features. It's all awesome. I was mainly talking, uh, working on the goats and the uh, exolados recently. Mm-hmm. The goats is, is a lot uh, pairing. I'm working together with this awesome uh, a bedrock developer uh, called Alexander Osman and, and Nicolas. There's a few bedrock developers that are awesome over there working together on them. And Exalos, I'm, I'm, I'm also trying to figure out like a bit more of the details. Like uh, in live, we showed a lot of the broader strokes of ideas that we have, right? Uh, like the playing dead mechanics and and the regening mechanic and stuff like that. So I'm trying to mm-hmm. figure out, nail down exactly how they're going to work uh, and, and values and stuff like that. Um, outside of work, I've <laughs> I've haven't slept and and done anything else other than work on the crazy event that was yesterday. Um, I've been planning this thing for months. I'm sure you had some big names there. Yeah, I've been working. I have no idea how that happened either. By the way, things just keep happening to me. <laughs> I was working on this for about two months now, and I reached out to a few awesome creators that I've seen in the past showing interest in game design of Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Kabfan, for example, is a very, he has a lot of very interesting uh, thought-provoking videos, right, about the game design of Minecraft. Yeah. Uh, Etho has always had, he's a long-time part of the community and he always had really interesting ideas. Exuma has his whole other channel uh, talking about game design and Echo Soldier has this really special way of playing, right, that he's very connected to the caves and I, I really wanted to see his opinions on the new update. So it it was it was fun, but it was... It was stressful. Uh, as I said, I like I don't know if you got uh, you said you got to, to check it out for like a few minutes, but th- there was this thing where I changed cameras a few times through it, and I actually had like transitions and like crazy professional stuff, and I have no idea. Like I am not a streamer. I'm just occasionally streaming. Like I, mm-hmm. I have no idea how to do any of it. And the last few weeks were extremely stressful. Well, both at work, but both with setting everything here up. And I just, I was so lucky to have these amazing people joining me that I, I felt like I cannot let them down, right? This cannot be sub-optimal. Uh, it has to be really good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think just you being there and being as open as you are is enough. Like, I don't think you need to worry about the techniques and all that stuff because people are there for you. And we see that with a lot mm-hmm. of live streamers is, yeah, the content's great and everything, but it's really the person behind the content they want to be there with. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting that as, as the more I do it, I think uh, that's very true. And like I said, I was there for your uh, speed run and you were doing great. You understood the, the majority of how the streaming thing works. And the more you do it, the more you get fine techniques down and stuff like that. But mm. yeah, I can't wait to go back and watch the VOD where you had everyone. I hate that I was busy yesterday and I missed it, but <laughs> it's, it's cool. Um yeah, it was also like a, a short notice, right? We we announced this event like a week before it happened. It, there's a lot of learning there for me, for sure. Uh-huh. I, I, I completely agree, though, that people are there for the person and specifically for the flashing colors. I just, I feel like everything I'm doing, I'm really trying to be professional about it. Oh, yeah. Right? I expect that from the people with me and I, I expect it for myself. Uh, and that's why I wanted to make it better for next time. Hopefully, there will be a next time, yeah. 
Yeah, if it makes you feel better, you don't have to be super professional here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. We're just a couple guys talking Minecraft. That's all this show is. Yeah, that's how it feels. That's good. It feels very nice and, and relaxed. Yeah, but goats. So you had talked about the playing dead feature, and I understand you're talking about the oxalotls because they yes. obviously do that playing dead to regen health. At least that's what we saw from the 117 preview. Yeah. The first thing I thought of was the goats that faint, like if you scare them. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just throwing that out there. That's an idea. <laughs> yeah. When I, like like half a year ago or something, when I sat down for the first to think about what does goats mean in Minecraft, I had this huge list. I spent like entire day just watching goat videos <laughs> on YouTube. And I had a whole list of... Sounds like a great day. It was, it was funny. Yeah. I mean... On on the like fourth hour of seeing goats screaming and fainting, it it gets old. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but it was it was really interesting for me to start sort of. There is a thing in Minecraft where you want to be special and and have a very unique thing that you put in the game. Mm-hmm. But because when you're adding something that is from the real world, I want to make sure that people look at it and are like, oh yeah, that's what's that thing, right? Like they feel the familiarity. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I sat down and I made like a list. I think there was like 20 points on that list at least or something of whatever, what does GOAT mean for different people? And different people around the world will say something completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for sure, fainting was one of them there. Also, it's harder because GOATs is not actually one animal. There's a, like a family of animals oh, that yeah. are called GOATs, right? Yeah. And each one has a different thing. Yeah. So fainting was definitely on that list. I don't think it's going to happen with these GOATs. It's just. We really try for Minecraft to have um, a thing for each mob, right? That's his thing. Because mm-hmm. if I make this goat both jump and ram and faint and what was uh, eating everything, that's also a thing people think about goats, right? They eat everything, mm-hmm. uh, fabrics and stuff. Uh, oh, if yeah. you do everything, then we can't add another mob that does the other thing, right? It has a unique other thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's how we go about it sort of thing. I did want that. I want, like, maybe if you ring the bell next to them, they sort of fall down or something like that. <laughs> like a strong sound. Uh, it is a cool idea. Kind of like the quirk with the parrot. You know, you put the jukebox on, it starts dancing. Yes, right, maybe. Similar to that. Boy, here you go. Uh, super hidden Easter eggs. I don't know if you could ever get it to really happen. Whenever the warden does its yell and it's in proximity of a warden, it can faint. Nice. Because that's super hard to get to do it. Right. That's pretty cool. And I'm sure I will be scared to death the first time I hear a warden too anyway, so I might faint. <laughs> mm-hmm. Roll over. But then m- maybe the goat will help you, right, and ram the, the warden away or something. <laughs> Great. That'd be awesome. I'd love to see a goat versus warden. <laughs> Everyone keeps talking about Iron Golem versus warden. Let's see a goat. Uh, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure the video will be out there somewhere. Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but let's jump into uh, Jimbo. What have you done this week? I've done a little work at my mega base it's uh i'm starting to transfer all the items from my witch farm mm-hmm. so i am not very good at redstone this season i'm trying to do my own redstone and it with the tight spaces it wasn't working out so i had a guest come on uh magoo from our server he knows all about this stuff and what he was able to do with the shulker box loader and the item filters and there's just some guys out there that just know their stuff and he's one of them we were able to pull it off. I think he actually got the shulker box loader, the filter, 
in the output done before I was done running the water stream. So <laughs> Magoo is a bit of a genius when it comes to that. Yeah. Quite a few of them out there that are that good. Magoo is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Just pushing uh, YouTube content, pretty much. That's what I've been doing. That's about it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I got a little off schedule, and I wanted to get my videos back on schedule, and I really pushed hard this week to get stuff done. I built two farms this week, the raid farm being one of them. I didn't understand like how precise raid farms have to be to get to function correctly without dying. I have no idea how raid farm works. <laughs> you mean like on a, on a pillager output or what? So the one I built is one that you have a villager down around ocean level, and then you build your killing chamber almost 95 blocks above it. And then about 20 blocks above that, you have the spawning platform. And if that villager isn't lined up correctly, because I think a village now is a villager, a claimed bed, and a claimed workstation. Yeah. Yeah, so if all those aren't lined up directly... You'll get spawns that are off just a little bit, and all those things are now coming to kill you because they're not spawning mm-hmm. in the spot you need them to drop in. I see. Yeah, so luckily I had a couple totems of them dying from Jimbo that I was like, you know what, I better hold on to this. And I think, Jimbo, <laughs> you saw I had the post-mortal achievement pop up, and I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed. Yeah. But other than that, I actually played in creative a lot this week, which is something I don't normally do. I'm normally grab whatever supplies I have around and I'm just going to build what I can build with what I have. But yeah, this week I kind of chilled out and creative and designed a new building that I thought looked really cool. I designed a modern building with stripped logs, grindstones, and like andesite, which I was like, shouldn't do modern, but it did. It was great. Interesting. Like polish andesite or just andesite? No, just regular andesite. Interesting. I take that back. There is a, there are polished stairs and a couple polished blocks in there mm. just for a change of texture. I think I've got spruce leaves thrown everywhere as bushes and stuff. And I was pretty happy with it. Nice. I forget that I can go into creative mode and I have the unlimited palette in front of me, which is great. I, I'm, I'm building this huge tower right now and I don't know how to detail it. And if I were to detail a huge tower and not like it, that's going yeah. to be miserable. So <laughs> I, I'm very tempted to just go in creative and figure something out before even placing anything. Mm-hmm. It's always a smart idea. Yeah. No, I, I, I do a lot of like pixel art things, um, statues, texts, and stuff like that. So I always mm-hmm. do them in creative first. But I like what you said that's about um, building with what you have, right? Because I feel like so many people get to the point where they have chest upon f- chest of stuff. Yeah. And they have no idea what to do with it. But I'm still missing the, the concrete or terracotta they want. Mm-hmm. Just look at what you have, right? It's really cool that you're you're designing the build around the necessity of the blocks you have. That's really cool to me. Yeah. I wanted to do like a challenge somewhere of for this month, I'm going to finish everything that is in my chest. Like I'm going to have empty chests, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be an interesting Ooh. challenge. Like how yeah. do you use so many seeds and, and signs and random slabs and like stuff like that? It's going to be really cool, I think. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to see that. That does sound fun. You're talking, using what I had, I was going to go gray concrete, but then I realized I had terracotta and a lot of dye. So I was like, you know what? Cyan terracotta is actually a grayish color. Right. And I ended up going with that over gray concrete because I just didn't have the gray dye. That's great, though. Yeah, that that gives a lot of variation, right? If everyone uses the same blocks over and over, it's less interesting, I think. Yeah. 
But let's go ahead and jump into the news because we have a decent amount and we really want to get to the questions. <laughs> I'm looking at the timestamp and it's like, holy cow, we got to go. News this week. Java Edition is moving house. They are going to have you, I don't know if it's migrate accounts or just create a new account to Microsoft. It's it's a migration. I don't know. Again, I don't know the specifics myself. Uh, it's it's the entirely a different de- department, but yeah, it's going to have the same. The thing that is most important to remember, regardless of how the process is going to be, the process is going to be annoying. That's true. All of us are aware of it. It's sort mm-hmm. of a necessary evil. The thing to remember is that nothing is going to change other than how you log in. That's it. Is it still going to have the launcher? Yes, yes. You're going to be logging in through the launcher uh, just with a different account. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Some more information on that is that we'll get an email stating with your, obviously, Mojang account how to do the migration and when to do the migration because not everyone's doing it at once. It's going to be done at batches so we don't overload Mm. the system or whatever. And plus, you get a cape when you do it, which is awesome because I've been wanting a cape forever. I just can't make it to a Minecon. Yeah. I've never been to a Minecon. My first ever cape was the Mojang cape. <laughs> yeah, but that's the most important cape. Let's face it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm kind of excited now that the, the logo has changed, right? Are we going to mm-hmm. get a new cape? Am I going to have the OG cape of Mojang? I'm super excited about that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not announcing anything. I don't know. I'm just saying maybe in the future we'll change capes to the new logo. We'll keep an eye out. They did mention also if you have uh, two accounts, a lot of YouTubers have you know, a cam account that they use, you will need separate emails mm-hmm. for yeah. each account. I kept getting that question. Can we port two accounts into one? I, I mean, I get why that's convenient, but it doesn't make any sense to me, right? You have two accounts right now. Yeah. So you're going to need, right? I mean, it's think about the back end of developing something that joins accounts through like the same email and you need to validate that it's really the same person and he's not trying to steal someone else's account. Like it's, it seems weird to me from a technical standpoint to merge those accounts. I, I understand yeah. the usability thing, but yeah, it's weird. I didn't even know that was something people thought about. I've got two different emails for my cam account and my main account. Exactly. In in Java, you have the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jimbo, you got some 116.4 pre-release 2 news? Yeah, there's some changes in 116.4 pre-release 2. Uh, when logging into Minecraft or Microsoft account, players blocked an account are now also blocked in the game and account restrictions are now respected. A button to open the link, a link to a accessible guide can now be found in accessibility option screen. Uh, also some social interaction changes. Uh, the status of the player is now listed below their name on the social interaction screen. A new tab is avail- available to filter by block filtered by block players in the social interaction screen. Chat from block players is also hidden. And Realms invites from block players are hidden. Makes sense. Nothing special. Um, Rolf, you said you didn't really work with 116.4 right now, so do you have anything to add on? or is It's just kind of straightforward what it seems to me. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work on the social uh, window thing, uh, f- social interaction screen. And it, it, it's stuff that are like trying to connect the in-game from the out-game, right? So it's not yeah. only restricted to the in-game, which I think is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is mostly the, the Java team working on this. Um, we're, we're trying to go to parity and have a player saf- safety on both platforms, right? Because Bedrock already have some player safety features. Yeah. That's pretty much what these are, I think. I'm good with it. Seems straightforward. Doesn't seem like it's going to affect the game other than help, so... 
Exactly. That's how it should be. Moving right along, we're going to go ahead and go to our Discord ad. This week's Discord ad is from Stonefigure. Take it away. Hello, Interwebs. This is Stonefigure. I'd like to invite you to the Weathering Effect Discord. It's a great place to talk to other fans of the podcast and the show's creators. It is also the only place you can vote for Block of the Week, and the votes have been very close lately. So stop on by and say hi. I would love to see you there. All right. Thanks again, Stonefigure, for the Discord ad. If you guys want to do a Discord ad, just email or message me, Jimbo, Carl. We'll hook you up with a script. Like I said, we've been needing new script readers. So if you want to do that, just let us know. We'll get you hooked up. But also speaking about our Discord, segue here. (laughs) Discord is the only (laughs) place you can vote for Block of the Week, our next segment. This week, we asked you guys to vote between Grindstone, Stonecutter, and Blast Furnace. And the winner this week is... Blast Furnace. Congratulations, Blast Furnace. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, the votes are a little skewed in the Discord. Mm -hmm. It says there's a tie, but we went ahead and stopped the vote. When Carl said Carl's in charge. So (laughs) respect the Carl. Yeah. uh, The Blast Furnace had 21 votes, Grindstone with 19, and the Stonecutter with nine. Mm -hmm. It was was a close, pretty close vote. Yeah. What about that Blast Furnace? A few things on the Blast Furnace. It is crafted with one regular furnace, five iron ingots, and three smooth stone. It smelts ores and metal armor and tools similar to furnaces, but at twice the rate, uh, serves as an armorer's job site block also, uh, must be mined with a pickaxe, can be found naturally in villages, and when active, it emits a light level of 13. Nice. Okay, so here comes the hard part. How do you improve the blast furnace? Because it's already a very specialized tool in the game. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I went to was smelt sand. I want a way to smelt sand faster. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, granted, I think that's more of a kennel or something like that but i don't know so i was talking in the pre-show or maybe it was before the pre 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 pre-show that i read for three hours last night on what is a blast furnace in real life and what do they do and how could that relate to the game and honestly mojang has already kind of nailed it there there's not a lot of things uh you can do other than i had the idea of creating a grade of fuel because that's something we have in real life. And we already know that things like lava buckets can burn more items or smelt more items. Uh, Coal blocks do better than just coal. Uh, Kelp blocks do better and stuff like that. So I had the idea of maybe if you use some of these higher grade fuels, I don't know where you would draw the line, but maybe you can get a better yield. So like if you're smelting uh, weapons or tools or armor instead of just coming with the nugget maybe you can get a full-on ingot or maybe if you're doing uh, multiple items you can get a full block maybe there's a way to store it until you reach full block status i'm not sure mm. those were just ideas blast furnace was hard guys yeah it's it's a hard block i think even mojang i wasn't there when they were doing it but i think even mojang got struggled with, with this a bit right because um mm-hmm. I think originally in the snapshots, you couldn't smelt um, metals other than in this or something like that, right? Like it was taken out of the firmness, I think. It still might be. No, I think it's back in there now. No, you can you can do everything in the furnace now. 
Uh, and I think that was a good decision. Furnace is a generalist, right? It's just, yeah. in general, Mojang moved to, instead of taking the stuff away, like for example, with the stone cutter as well, there was a version where you couldn't do things in the crafting at all, only there. Mm-hmm. And instead there was, they were like, you can do everything in crafting, you can do everything with a furnace, but it's a bit better if you do it with these new blocks, right? And I think that's the right choice there. Yeah. Yes. I was I was thinking about yeah we talked about it in the pre pre show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking about it. Like the only thing I, I wanted for a long time. Okay, okay. So building in Minecraft that's like one of the most integral uh, uh, systems in the game, but it doesn't really have a lot of consequences, right? Like you can build a dirt house and you can build a huge mansion, and both of them. The game is like, eh, I don't mind, right? I don't care mm-hmm. if you build a dirt house or, and everyone feels like that's okay because that's how it's always been. But if I told you, you're like, um, yeah, well, you build a castle because you want a fancy castle, right? But what if I told you that uh, a wood pickaxe and an enchanted diamond pickaxe do the same, and you just do the diamonds and enchantments because you want a fancy pickaxe? You would be like, no way, no one would do that, right? Right. Right. So I think I think more mechanics that take the building into account in an interesting way would be cool. And I thought that maybe furnaces or specifically the blast furnace can be affected by how you build it. Like if it's uh, surrounded by lava in some interesting way, or maybe there's specific like bricks make you could build. It's like a multi-block structure. Not even not like in modded where it combines to one block. It's just it stays the different blocks. But the different blocks affect how it's smelting. Uh, that could be interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. Another thing I thought of, like with your idea, uh, I think even without the the fuel changes, just saying if you put so right now if you put an armor piece in a furnace, you get one ingot, mm-hmm. and that always felt like not enough to me. What if that stays like that because the furnace is like not good with armor? But if you put the armor in the uh, blast furnace you actually get proportional to how broken it is. So you you can get even like, I don't know, like uh, 30 ingots, right? Because it's almost fully repaired or something like that. Yeah. I think would be interesting. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a good good fix. I'm working on this raid farm right now, and this came to mind because I'm getting so many iron axes. Mm. And I have no use for iron axes, so I'm just throwing them in a smelter and getting the little iron nuggets from it. If there was a way I could get more back from it, then it's like, well, maybe I don't need an iron farm because I have this raid farm that's producing iron as a byproduct. Exactly. Yeah, I, I love I love that you have options of which farm do you want to get, right? Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to make specifically raid farms stronger because they're they're hard to make, which I like, but they're also very strong. Very <laughs> like you strong. You get the most strong thing in the game, pretty much, which is uh, totems, right? Well, arguably. But the farm also tries to kill you, so they're sad. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in general, I do like that you have different ways of creating a farm for whatever you want, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I love Block of the Week just because it makes me think, like, okay, now I get to try to improve my favorite game somehow. How would I do it? Yeah, for sure. That's That's my favorite part of the job. Mm-hmm. You also learned a lot about blast furnaces. Yeah. Along the way. <laughs> Dual gas chambers are so much more efficient, guys. Get on it. I, I didn't have much of a fix. A lot of times I, I build a super smelter. Mm-hmm. 
you know, with like 30, 32 furnaces or 64 furnaces. I like to make it divisible by eight just so it's easier to smelt stacks. That pretty much takes care of a lot of items at once. It's a lot quicker. So I haven't played much with the Blast Furnace. I don't have much of a fix for it. Yeah, the Blast Furnace is definitely one I don't use a lot. I use a smoker a lot because usually I'll do a cow farm and I'll have the output of the cow farm hooked up directly to a smoker because I know that's going to be faster and more efficient. I shouldn't say more because it's the same efficiency. It's just quicker. Yeah. Which is more efficient for my time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Blast Furnace gets overlooked for me. And the one instance where I think I would use it more than not is to smelt sand just because I, I do cook a lot of glass. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's mostly, it's a block that is mostly for players who don't have huge smelteries, right? Yeah. When you have a small, huge smeltery, mm-hmm. you don't care how long it takes because regardless of how long you're going to, you're going to get it in the size of the size of the smelter. Like instead of getting one, you'll get 16 every time or 64 every time. It's like, well, this is taking too long. I'm going to add eight more furnaces to make it faster. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If it's automated, you don't mind. But when you're, it's not automated, when you just want to cook like a few of them, it does really matter to you. So I think it's yeah. it's a bit it's a block that a bit appeals more to that sort of player, mm-hmm. which is okay, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely helps out early game for sure too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen uh, speedrunners, not not speedrunners, but like um, like manhunt sort of thing where it's it's it is speed, but it's not about the every second. People use um, smokers mm-hmm. because it is worth your time if you can cook your food a bit quicker. Yeah. All right, let's get into the main topic, which is just absolutely filled with questions from the Discord. Again, another reason for you guys to join our Discord. I feel like a used car salesman every time I say that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think any less of me, guys. It's just the easiest way to talk to you. Um, So if you don't hear your question, either it's a question we weren't allowed to talk about, because let's face it, some of you guys ask questions that we're digging a little too deep. You know what I'm saying? Um, or we just didn't have time to it. We're going to try to fit as many questions in at a time. Me and Jimbo have actually uh, saved our questions for the pre and post show. So if you'd like to hear questions we asked, uh, that's a Patreon thing. It's a dollar a month. Uh, it gets you a pre and post show that's an extra 20 minutes each episode. So you can go there. But I'm going to read a question. Then Jimbo, you read a question and we'll just go through the list. We're off. You can go into as deep an explanation as you want, or you can just say yes. <laughs> or or no or, or no, no. Um, <laughs> or just uh, hey don't you ask me that question again either one this is it's just fun time i created a, a meme a few weeks ago that mm-hmm. i keep answering on twitter every time someone asks me a question that i can't answer mm-hmm. i post a meme it's a villager that has a big it has a mustache i asked, added a mustache to him mm-hmm. and it has the word mayhaps on it and i just imagine the villager being like mayhaps and that's it right oh and the voice <laughs> that's my answer what i can't answer okay so i'm gonna find this meme and that's my new uh, <laughs> just my new meme i'm gonna be using that's awesome for sure all right we're gonna start with dirty blonde 655 they ask will we lose og cave structures like mineshaft ravine spawners etc in the cave update that, that's a good question uh no for sure no we were not gonna lose anything in general, in Minecraft, we have a very strong philosophy of respecting old world worlds. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of players uh, have been playing in the same world for like years, right? Even Agnes herself has like a world she's been playing on for like eight years now. 
but we always very much want to respect um, old words and old players. Mm-hmm. Things could maybe change or be updated with things like that, but never, never lost. Cool. Easy enough answer. Yeah, that brings me to a question from Kit Kitty Cat One. Will dungeons and spawners be updated? Yeah, that that's a strong mayhaps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I can't really answer that. I can say very strongly that we are uh, considering everything uh, when we when we update a section of the game like the underground. We're looking at that, right? It's not that we forgot to update. People, some people have been not very pleased that the Nether fortresses have not been updated, right? Mm-hmm. And it's okay if you if you thought they will. It's really it's fair to have that opinion. I just may be sure that you don't think that we forgot. <laughs> we don't forget things like that. We spend a lot of time talking about all the features that are currently in the game in the section we're talking about, and should what should we update? Why shouldn't we update? Sometimes we say this structure is maybe it can be even better, but it's good as it is. Like it's fun as it is. It serves its own purpose, and we rather give you more other things and that's the main point people sometimes they're like oh why didn't you update this and then really the question i want to ask them is what would you give up would you be like yeah i'm okay with giving up the exalado for uh, uh updated nether fortress that's, that's two different updates but yeah right and and <laughs> even if you would be able to give if, even if you're saying i don't even like the exalado it doesn't mean that a lot of other players don't do like it, right? So mm-hmm. there is, it's always, it's not a question of what we're going to do. It's a question of what we're going to do first, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And we don't have all the time in the world. So that's how it is. Yeah. I got two answers to that. One, Oxalatl is king. Nobody touched the baby lizard. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and two, if you really look at it, the, uh, I, I've already forgot the name of it. The Nether Fortress, geez. <laughs> no, the okay. Nether Fortress has changed just by the biomes it spawns in. Like right. another fortress in a warped forest or in a soul sand valley are super dangerous because all the spawns are like right there. Right, for sure. Yeah, they kind of did change a little bit, so I'm throwing that one out there, <laughs> even though that was off topic. And I definitely agree with you, though, because that's one of the things that are so good about Minecraft, right? All the features interact with each other, so any feature changing actually updates and, and make things more fresh for everything around it. Uh-huh. That's really cool. Yeah. So next question we have is from J Runman. When an archaeological brush is used, does it have to be used on blocks within the dig site, or can it be used to loot any random blocks? Also, there was speculation that a diamond and emerald block shown in the video were just placeholders. Is that true? Um, I've been getting that question a lot, and mainly I just look at it as I did not explain things well enough in live. Archaeology is a very complex system, mm-hmm. the way I'm, I'm designing it. And uh, yeah, I should have been done a better job at explaining. So that's good. That's a great question and a, a great uh, opportunity for me to explain. First of all, things are very likely to change still, right? It's yeah. still work in progress. Uh, even the things, usually when we show something, we want that at least what was shown will be, and then maybe other things can change. But even things that were shown sometimes can still change because what, what's most important in, in Mojang is the fun of the game, right? Mm-hmm. And second thing most important is our players and, and our promises for them. That is very important for us. But still, the thing that has to win is, is it going to be fun for you in the game? So if we have to be like, 
well, we're cutting this feature that we promised because we don't think it's actually going to be fun. It's going to be tough. We're going to think a lot about it, but we might do it. So just wanted to say that that's not really related. But yeah, for this question, so far, again, and unless it changes in the future, my plan is that the brush is going to work on a, a specific type of block, like a few types of block. Uh -huh. And it's going to work on those blocks everywhere, not just in a dig site. Cool. But. But. Uh, what, uh -oh. When people ask this question, what they're actually asking is, do all uh, gravel, dirt, or whatever other blocks, do all of them have the artifacts? That's a different question. Mm -hmm. right? The tool is a tool, and it's going to work. But no, only the sites are going to have the special archaeology uh, segments. Like if you have, there's going to be a few things you can find. But for example, if you find a, a shard, a pottery shard, it's going to be only where it makes sense that it will be, not in a random uh, dirt block. Got it. But there could be a case where other things like random, I don't know, I don't want to say something because people like, yeah, the, the emerald and diamond were a placeholder. Uh, they're not necessarily going to be, maybe they will be, maybe they won't, but they were a placeholder. But for example, not, not committing to any specific loot, but maybe uh, you can find a bone sometimes, even if you brush a random dirt. Right, or maybe this could be a new way of getting clay. Some people uh, don't like the fact that clay is not renewable. Uh -huh. Maybe it could be a really rare brushing thing. I, I don't know. Things like that yeah. could be interesting. They would have to be think a lot about how do you balance them. Uh -huh. But yeah, it, the brush is not going to be only in those six sites. But the archaeology uh, artifacts, the special things that are tied to the lore. Those, I want them to be very rare, and I want them to be only when they make sense. I want you, you know how you go to a, a, a server, and there are like 20, 200, 500 people there, and pretty much 90% of them are walking around with full netherite gear? Uh -huh. I don't like that. <laughs> I think that if something is rare, it should feel rare. Yeah. Right? It should feel like. Uh, each mm -hmm. one of the server has a bit of a different armor, right? Or a mm -hmm. different thing. So I want this to be actually rare. I want, I don't want that someone cannot get anything, right? But I wanted, if you go to your friend's house, he has different shards maybe than you, right? And you're like, oh my God, I have these shards. You have these shards. What sort of stories can we tell? Stuff like that. I really want that feeling. Yeah, I agree with that. And don't get me started on custom armor. I think I soapboxed that last episode. <laughs> um, I have a question, though. When it comes to the vase or vase or whatever, are you going to be able to like craft the plain version? I know you need shards or whatever to decorate it and make it look good. But like, say I just wanted a mm. plain one, kind of like a flower pot to use as a decoration. Will that be a craftable thing or do you have to go out and find it still? Uh, it, it hasn't been announced yet. I can say that I don't see any reason why not currently. I think yeah. it be, can be cool to have just a pot in your house. We'll put that as up for consideration. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. A mayhaps. <laughs> a mayhaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a positive mayhap. I do uh, have an idea just for like... Oh, no. The speculation of, you know, the diamond and emerald blocks Jimbo's thinking that you grab from... <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what if, like, you go to brush, brush the uh, dirt or gravel, you get a diamond or emerald block, but it's, like, the old-school texture, mm. and you can't really use it as a diamond because it's been buried. I think that'd be pretty neat. Yeah, a, a, lot, of, a lot of the comments on Twitter are wanting references to old Minecraft sort of thing. I even saw someone, mm. let's do a reference to the Aether mod, right, or to mm. the... A uh, hero brine, a uh, pedestal thing with the gold and the dirt and the uh, fire. Mm. 
I think those are really cool, right? I, I, I am part of that, that I want the nostalgic feeling of it. I just, I, I don't know if, I don't know if it fits like that. There is a reason was those, why those textures are not in the game anymore, right? Yeah. Art decided that they don't fit the game and bringing them back this way, I think, I think might not work with the art team, right? Okay. I don't know. It is a very cool idea, right? Having, having on, on the contrary to that, having a painting like in the one of the shards that has that in it could be interesting, right? It it could be interesting mm-hmm. as a reference, but if I give you those blocks back, are are we allowing people to rebuild the programmer art in normal art? Right? It's kind of it's a weird conflict there, right? Yeah. Okay. And and people with the with the programmer art, do they see both as the same? <laughs> yeah. Right? They don't know if it's mm-hmm. ancient or not. It's 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 a lot of interesting questions. I really love the idea, but I'm not sure how to do it specifically. I'm, I'll, I will consider it. It's really cool. All right, Jimmy, your turn to read a question. Yeah, usually I read whatever question has the least amount of words, but I'll just go down the line here. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question from Rebel JC. He asks, in Minecraft Live, it was mentioned that you took every part of the player base into consideration when coming up with the features for the Caves and Cliffs update. What are some of the challenges you have found trying to create an update that appeals to everyone? That is a really good question. Um, I, I want to stress just one point before I answer that. I don't remember every word we said, but I don't think we said we took uh, every part of the player base. We were trying to take as much as we can from it. I don't want us to, like, we did not yeah. be like, yeah, yeah, we nailed it. We looked to everyone. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think that's true. <laughs> also, I would never say that because the player base is so massive. We were talking about it recently that let's say, let's say you're like, I am saying, um, I want to add this feature and only 1% of our player base won't love it. That seems fine, right? You're like, fine, it's just 1%. And then you're like, wait, wait, wait. 1% is multiple dozens of millions of people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, so I would never claim that I'm doing something for all the player base, but I can claim that we're working really hard uh, to try to have something for as many of our play styles. And and yeah, wh- one of the biggest challenges with that is even just identifying them, right? We all have our pre- player style and we all have our friends' player styles, but sometimes you, you could get stuck in a bubble, right? And like, oh, I feel like everyone plays like this. And that's just not true. Like, uh, I... I've talked to so many people that think that everyone plays like this. And I know for a fact that many people don't, right? Even if I tell you that uh, we have data that before the Nether update, less than 10% of players ever visited the Nether. How shocked are you? Yeah, <laughs> super. Right? It, it sounds like everyone uses the Nether. Everyone has Nether hubs, for example. But that is really skewed by what you see and what YouTubers show us and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's important to try to like identify. Uh, oh, Agnes brought up, we had a meeting recently about player styles. Agnes brought up a very interesting player style that I don't even know myself. I never met anyone playing like that, but it was, she knows a lot of them. It's, uh, she, we, we called it, how did she call it? Playing Minecraft almost like a dollhouse where you build your dog a house and he has a name and sort of a story and you have the cow with her name and you have the villager, and they have a, a story connecting them, and each one of them has their own area, playing it almost like a dollhouse, right? Mm-hmm. That is, is a player style 
I, I've never encountered myself. I know a lot of people who like to name their pet and stuff, but that's not the main part of their game. And, and it's really interesting to think of that, how what of the features that we're creating is nice for this player style, right? Yeah. So that's sort of the challenge, trying to understand all the player styles out there or as, as many as we can, and then trying to go over them and make sure that the update we're making, uh, this is another important point. We are not trying to make an update that appeals to everyone. We're trying to make an update that has something for as many people. Yeah. Right? Not every feature needs to be good for everyone. That's impossible. It will make boring, bland features. Yeah. I want to have a feature for as many player styles to enjoy. You're like, you're like, yeah, I don't care about the warden. That's fine. Don't ever go there. You have this other thing instead to enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy your clay pot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Archaeology is a great example. People, people keep bringing it up that archaeology is not for everyone. And... I'm sitting there like, yeah, we agree. <laughs> we agree. It's not mm -hmm. a feature for everyone, uh, but it is a feature for me. Is one of my favorite features so far. Agnes is a, a very similar player in that style, I think, as well. People who really like lore uh, things, creating a story in the world. Yeah, slow, methodical thing. For example, a lot of people hate, um, well, we call it ground grinding in other games, but in Minecraft, I just call it relaxedly collecting resources. Yeah. Like I have days where I don't have any patience to build, be creative, fight, anything like that. I just want to go and dig sand for four hours mm -hmm. or, or dig uh, in a cave, caving in four hours. Like I don't want to think. I just want to relax and, and go through the motions. Minecraft is really meditative in that way. Yeah. And I don't think that's a negative thing, right? Yeah. So I think it's, I'm going to have a lot of fun just brushing away in an archaeology site slowly and carefully. And yeah. yeah, a lot of times I find caving and uh, resource ga gathering therapeutic sometimes. Yes. You know, with the Minecraft music on, it's kind of relaxing. Definitely agree. And then I fall on the opposite end of the scale where I'm so short on time. Like most days, I only get about an hour to do anything. Or I'm like, I need to automate mm. everything so I have time to build. That is very fair. That is very fair. Um, and I think that's also important. I've been thinking, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I just passed 30. I had 30 on the week of live. I, I reached 30. And I'm very conscious of the fact that a lot of our players are older as well, right? And you have a lot less time when you're older, usually. We have a family or we have work, stuff like that. And I, I, I do take it as an important thing. Think about those players as well, right? Yeah. It, it is a balance, though, because... When you, for example, if you make something too easy to farm, sometimes people like me or Jimbo who want to just go collect it, sometimes you feel like you can't, like you're you're a bad player, right? It's like it feels like the game is telling you, no, just create this farm. Yeah, I understand that. Right, and it is a balance. It is a balance to do that. I think. Well, and that being said, I've been mining a ton of sand for glass lately. And yeah, chilling out. It's like I have about 45 minutes before I need to do something. I'm going to hop on and I'm going to go grind some sand. You're right. I throw a podcast on or I throw just some calming music on and I go at it with my shovel till it breaks. Yeah. Uh, this one is from Fragile Rock. says, how does Mojang go about introducing new elements to make sure that a mob or a drop is firstly desirable and secondly, not in unintended consequence such as op or game breaking that that is one of the biggest challenges i think for for designing for minecraft it's just such a huge game mm -hmm. it has so many different systems working together 
and sometimes you add something in this side and you just like it completely breaks something on the other side of the game and you're like what just happened i don't know i, I honestly i don't really know i feel like i had in, in my previous uh game that i developed i had a lot of a problem with balancing there as well and there mm -hmm. we had we had like thousands of players not millions or hundreds of millions right like in minecraft so it even there, it was hard, and I was trying to learn more about that and, and read more um, like academic materials about balancing in games. And I feel like there's not enough of that yet out there. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, I feel like it's something the, the field of game design is still learning how to do. Uh, there's a lot of interesting points out there, like uh, League of Legends, for example, have been doing balancing for many years, and you can see that there's a lot of uh, challenges there. What, what we usually do is we try, we have a few processes to sort of catch when things are bad. Uh, first of all, we have our team, which is very knowledgeable about the game, right? So we catch a lot of these things right off the bat. Um, sometimes we would get an idea from uh, anywhere in Mojang, actually. We're very open to taking ideas from everywhere. And we will be like, yeah, but you didn't think about this system that it will break, right? Um, so having people that are really into the game and play it so much, that really helps. Mm -hmm. But also, it's like, uh, well, the, the snapshots, right? That's a huge help because we can have millions of people playing it with us and, and go like, and they're so passionate. And they're like, oh, you did this and you didn't think about this and stuff like that. And it's a huge help. I think that's, that's sort of why things that are released in Mojang are, are so consistently good, I think, because there's so much feedback from the community um, that is integrated yeah. into that process. Well, that and you guys, again, show so much care for this game. It's not like you see these AAA titles, and I don't want to speak bad about developers because they're obviously working their hardest, but they're grinding titles out every year. And you keep hearing yeah. feedback. It's like, it feels like it's copy and paste. It's like, well, the developers have less than a year to get these games out. So I can feel <laughs> it. But you guys are spitting pretty big updates out once a year now. And I think it helps that you just absolutely love this game and you're so passionate about it and you're listening to fans all the time. It's great. Thank you. Thank you. We're, we try. Yeah, I think it's very important that so many of the people working on it is just are fanatics of this game. Like, I, I, I feel like some sometimes parts of the community most of the community really appreciate it but i think some parts of the community don't always realize that and they sort of talk to us a bit like oh you don't you're ruining the game or you don't care and i'm sitting there playing everyday minecraft for so many years mm -hmm. uh and having this all, all the team like so passionate we sometimes we, we get into like arguments that are so strong because we're so passionate about this like it's if you sat through one meeting of ours, you could never say again that we don't love this game so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... I mean, we have, on, on my team, on the gameplay, we have two people, that like uh, King B-Dogs and uh, Kojo. Both of them have developed mods for the community for years with zero return, right? There was no yeah. money. They were, they're basically doing the job they're doing now, like working on Mi Minecraft. But with no earning, you mm -hmm. cannot say that they don't love this game more than anything. 100% agree. I think it's very important. Yeah, the whole team at Mojang has never once showed me anything less than full-on passionate. So I agree. Yeah, we definitely trust the direction it's going. Yeah. Though we try to change things every week. Every <laughs> single week we change the game. We're definitely uh, excited the direction. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, ideas and stuff doesn't mean that it's broken. Right? It doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means, yeah, we mm-hmm. can make it even funner, mm-hmm. for sure. All right, we got two questions left. So, Jimbo, go ahead. Uh, this one's from High Hopes 5. Uh, what do you wish folks knew when it comes to player feedback? It seems whenever a big update is announced or a change is made, we hear Mojang doesn't listen <laughs> or something along those this lines. This one just fits perfectly in there. <laughs> yeah, which I feel isn't accurate. Uh, so what can you share to help inform folks that you guys really listen? Interesting. Um, I, I appreciate him saying that his feels is not accurate. And I, I, yeah, I feel it's, it's, I feel it's not a big part of the community. I feel most of the community do feel that we are working hard to try to listen to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the cave update says a lot, you know, just because mm. people were asking for it a lot. That kind of says a lot. I'll, I'll go even better. The fact that you're on this show. You created a Twitch. Now you're creating a YouTube. <laughs> right. To me, that shows enough. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm trying really hard myself. And I know all of us are really trying to get as much uh, feedback on, on all different challenges, right? Where mm-hmm. we had a meeting just recently talking about the feedback side and how we can make it even better. So players feel that they are listened to and they want to go there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and we always tweet things like weekly. There's a few tweets from us talking about stuff. We really we love working on this game this way. We love working on the game with the community. We love getting your feedback. But just the first part of the question, what would I wish you guys knew uh, regarding the feedback is, first of all, I want for this to continue, for, for us to be able to keep talking so openly, we have to accept the fact that not uh, we're not going to respond to everything mm-hmm. because if I felt I had to respond to every message, I would lower the amount of messages I'm getting because I have to, right? I will block DMs and stuff like that because I, it's, it's literally impossible for me. Every time I'm reading a message, I see the counter go up for more messages coming in. Oh, yeah. It's like, um, how is that movie called with, uh, with Jim Carrey, Godly Bruce or something like oh, that? Oh, Bruce Almighty. The, the Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty, yeah. yeah. So he gets <laughs> like prayers and then he refreshes. There are more prayers that he didn't answer to, right? That, that's, it seems like that. I keep, the, the list keeps going uh, bigger and bigger. So, but as long as you know that it's okay if I don't respond and I might be reading it but just don't have the time to respond, that's great, right? Send things in. Be respectful and, and nice with it. Like I, I never respond to things screaming at me in dms like oh this must happen and even if i know it's i i don't attribute it malice i don't say you're angry I, I say you're passionate but still it's less nice to me right so i i rather answer the other 10 questions i have that are way more respectful and nice and considerate mm-hmm. yeah so as long as you're nice and respectful and you understand that maybe sometimes i won't answer and maybe sometimes i will answer then that's that's pretty much okay just go for it do it i get so many messages being like I'm sorry if I'm annoying and you will probably never read this. And you don't need to do that. Just just send the message in. I will try to answer as much as I can. You're not annoying as long as you're not annoying. <laughs> like asking a question <laughs> is not annoying. Yeah. Uh, you there are there are annoying DMs, but those are not it. Demanding red dragons. That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That that's a good point. Uh, just a small thing. Again, it's hard. The reason I don't broadcast this is because it's hard to know. It's gray lines, right? And mm-hmm. sometimes people answering are also uh, like younger or stuff like that. So you can't really know the line. So I'm okay. If you're not sure if something is okay to ask, ask. It's okay. Okay. If, uh, me personally, some people don't want that, but me personally. Mm-hmm. But I will say that 
if something has been asked or commented and you saw even just 10 people say it recently, I probably saw it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if I haven't responded, there's a lot of things. Like, for example, people sometimes suggest something that I know is coming and I can't respond to it, mm-hmm. right? Because that's mm-hmm. like approving it or something like that. So I, I think it's the same uh, I see on big Twitch channels. It's okay to post a question a few times because maybe someone, maybe the streamer missed it. So it's okay to send me a question that already been sent because maybe I missed it. It's fair. There's a lot of them. If you see consistently that this question, like for example, before this update, spamming cave update doesn't help. Yeah. For sure. You can be sure that I know what the cave update is. I know how many people want it for sure. It just doesn't help uh, to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so things like that. I think there's a lot of the community that just spamming the same phrases. Sometimes it's not even their phrases. It's like copying a big YouTuber they heard it from, right? And yeah. it's just, it's not helpful. That makes sense. Yeah. But if it's your unique idea and you feel passionate about it and you want to send it in, always go for it. Sure. So what what you're saying is I'm sending in every block of the week from now. <laughs> <laughs> sure. One, po- one, you're not threatening me with one message a week. <laughs> I'm getting way more than that. It's fine. But we're actually low on time and you kind of hit on the next question again. So high hopes. I hope that answered the question we didn't read on air. But I think that's going to do it for the show. Like I said, we're already about 10 minutes over time. But before I have Jimbo read us out, I want to say a huge thank you to all of our patrons who are supporting the show. Our Milk Level patrons are Omni, Chief Big Bear, Croc, Obeep, Stonefigure, The Official CCL, Viperous Tuna, and Whitey Whitey. Man, that list keeps growing. I like it. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, thank you. If you, too, would like to get access to the exclusive benefits and hours of extra content each month, please consider joining at patreon.com slash thewitheringeffect. And if you like this show, you can share it with all of your friends and on social media. If you listen on Spotify, follow us, or leave, or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave a nice review. Doing any of these really helps the show reach more listeners. If you would like to get in contact with us, send an email to podcast at thewitheringeffect.com, tweet us, leave a voice message where voice message or join our discord i never mess up this outro (laughs) i could say it in my sleep it's because it's on a saturday (laughs) probably where you could chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners all the links will be in the show notes this show has been brought to you by jimbo and myself but also our special guest Uroff. thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us it's been amazing again smile on my face the entire time since we hit record yes thank you So, so happy to be here it was really fun Yeah, but let's also remember our digital producer, Carl. He helps make sure the show ends up where it should be. And our amazing music master you hear from Decoy. Everyone's social media info is in the show notes. Jimbo, you now made me mess up my outro. Well, (laughs) that makes me feel better about mine. (laughs) Yeah. You guys have been awesome. Again, thank you so much for getting with us. You should probably go drink your milk now. Bye. See you guys.